If you can stop talking for 10 seconds, that would be fantastic. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit... You want to start podcasting, genius? Hey Biff, what's the difference between a dollar and the pound? Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed to say it. I think I might know this joke, but I think the answer would be I can't pound your mother. I don't no no. I don't dollar your mother. mother. I can't dollar your mother, yeah. I can't tell your mother. Your I did it wrong, but, but I knew the joke. It's really sad that not only did I know the joke and then screw it up, and the whole thing is just, you know, awful. Yeah. Just really perfect for our podcast. Really. Yeah. That is how this podcast should be. A fucking, fucking train wreck all throughout. Well, okay. You'll, you might know this one, too. Why do, why do mermaids wear seashells? Is this at all related to, like, the bathroom? You know, in uh, what is it, Demolition Man? It's not related to that, is it? No. Okay. No, I don't know why. Because um, uh, the 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 B shells are too small and the D shells are too big. Too big. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Sure. Sure. Going to sexualize mermaid. Poor Ariel. She's having. The new area has enough bad press from all these racists, and now you have to pound that expectation on her. Great. Great. Hey, hey, look, I, hey, I agree. I think all mermaids should have uh, D shells too. Anyways, hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. This is Jacques. And this is Biff. And we don't have Joe because Joe is doing the. Uh, arduous task of, uh, you know, I say this with such heaviness in my heart. Uh, Packing up the Lyceum, you know, uh, you've been to the Lyceum. I have. You know, I, yeah, I, it, it, I, a I, much better man cave than I've ever had. So, oh yeah, my absolutely. God, you know, the first 150 of these that we did, yeah. you know, there and, and doing the blind, like, you know, video game review and yeah. like, like Joe's always like, I can't believe I have all this stuff. And we've had, you know, authors and you and a Vernetsky and then like, you know, our friend John Hurstick, who's sold two companies in the last yeah. 20 years for a total of like $800 million. And that guy walks into his house and he's like, this is the coolest thing ever. You know what's kind of ironic is that you, you of all people have the actual ability to have your own man cave. Although, I mean, you have your, the ability to have your, a he cave and a she cave in your house, right? Well, you've been to our house. Our house is yeah. a she cave. You know, <laughs> no, but I mean, but I mean, literally, like you know, what I'm saying is that to have that isolated she cave space and an isolated he cave space, like you have enough room in your house. We do, we do, and we yeah. don't, except for the fact that like we want to keep the one bedroom open. My office, okay. we're like, yes, you know, Renetsky was here for last week, but right, anyway. right, right. Yeah. But yeah, but no, I'm also a pretty minimalist. But yes, I definitely could, but I don't yeah. want stuff. Um, so sadly, Biff, Biff had grown up stuff to do. It's, you know what? It's not about stuff. It's about 
isolation. <laughs> no, that, that look, I, I actually, we do have, we built this, we have this little shed that's probably like, I don't know, like eight by 10 in the backyard that when we first moved here, we made the kids right. game room, like insulated. Yeah. Like I had to work on stand up the other day. I just went out there because like one little guy was playing games in one room, one was in the other, like screaming. And I'm like, no, I just got to get this new material down. So I, so I did. So I'm, I'm, you could also do, you know, you could also do the same thing that I do, which is that, you know, you know, I drive in my, you know, beautiful Honda CRV and just, you know, you know, I could just cry my eyes out as I need to. And, and so could you in your beautiful oh, oh, Sunday Santa Fe. <laughs> no, I, I, it's happened. It's happened. It's happened more recently than I even want to get into. But I just recorded next week's sideshow with this guy yep. named Mike Ragonia. So yep. you, you've crossed paths with him. He's been at the same parties. Uh, but this is a guy who I've probably done a hundred DVD titles for. He's mm -hmm. the guy who walked into my office and said, hey, we're dropping Billy Ray next week, but we're contractually obligated to do a music video. And he played the friend card and he played the, hey, we're your biggest client and you kind of have to bail us out of this <laughs> one card. And I'm like, dude, I haven't produced a music video in like 15 years. He goes, yeah, but you know how to do it. So is this the one you appeared in? Uh, no. This is the one that I, the first one that we did that ended up. Long story short, he you know you in, uh, Universal had an imprint label called Nextdoor, and if you okay. were an artist of note who had a, a, an album that you recorded on your own and you just needed distribution, they will oh, work okay. out a yeah, distribution yeah. deal. So they're not going to pay yeah, for yeah. you to record. So right, they, right. Like, like the, the the first three artists was Billy Ray, Tears for Fears, and I forget the third one, but the album didn't sell well. Um, it didn't get the well, right backing. Uh, in, in his defense, you know, during that time, what album was selling? No, right? it's I mean, true. You, you, right? you had to be a monster artist, like a real monster artist to sell albums, right? So plus the deal. So the deal was, you know, they had to do a video. I did a video. The video did. I got, I, I, I pulled a fast one and I went to Great American Country and I said, I'll give you this exclusively for 30 days before we send it to CMT. <laughs> I knew that CMT wasn't going. I knew it was CMT wasn't going to play it at the time because at the time the head of programming Billy Ray were not friends. CMT lost oh, their okay. shit and said, "Oh my god, we'll give you an hour countdown to the world premiere of the video." So, <laughs> so, so Billy goes out. It's state number three. It's nice state work. It stayed number three for like two plus months. And the only reason it never got higher than number three, it was Rascal Flatts' song from Cars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at the time, and um, uh, uh, Underwood the highway, right? Yeah, yeah, and Underwood okay. had like like Jesus take yeah. the wheel or something like that. So those were number one and two for like three months, and Billy was like, you know, number wait, number wait, three wait. behind. He has a driver's license, right? You know what? Seriously, eh? uh, well, who do you know? Anyways, I was gonna make a bad joke that I would have made twenty years ago, but I'm growing. Anyways, um, so that goes so well. That that video goes oh, so yeah. well that they call like a month later and this and and in between then billy gets dropped by his manager who's also miley's manager which is really weird which was uncomfortable oh, okay. because yeah. they're on hannah montana together billy has to sign off on who her manager oh, is but the management company is still managing miley who's just ready to become miley she's still hannah she hasn't appeared as miley yet in public um, at a concert or anything right and right right so he gets dropped by his label dropped by his manager the only thing going right is this video it's number right. three on great american right. country so that's when yeah. he's like and then that's when he's like will you manage me 
And I'm like, look, I know hockey hair and mullets are the same. You got this song. <laughs> you got the song called I Want My Mullet Back. You've been ridiculed for having a mullet for 20 years, yet you write an O to it. And I'm like, dude, the record company did you dirty. That should have been the single. And so yeah. I do. For 250 bucks, I shoot I Want My Mullet Back video. About two weeks later, he's doing the anthem at Mullet Night for the Phoenix Coyotes. Yep. Yep. And thus launched my career doing Actually, anthems. You know, that's something you could revisit because you know the Phoenix Coyotes current arena. Yes, you know about this? the tiny one, the the college arena. Do you know what it's called? I don't. What is it? It's called the Mullet Arena. Oh I my can't God. believe you don't have a Mullet Arena mullet event with Billy Ray Cyrus. Dude. I mean, I, I, I'll circle back to Billy Ray and say, do you want to do something? Um, dude, dude, that's great. Uh, but that was the first that was the first anthem that I did. If you and get it, that gig, I I want in. You're going. I want to. I want to so, attend. So 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 this guy Mike, like walked in my office, you know, and like ninety nine two thousand when you know we're starting right. to do all the DVD things. He's a little older. He's a little odd. He's an odd duck, um, and instantly realizes, oh, this guy here is also an odd duck, you know, and we yeah, became of course, yeah. really good friends, really great friends, but through him, you know, I, I, you know, he ends up going to Capitol Records and, and I ended up doing all this work for Capitol and, and meeting some huge artists, uh, you know, we talked on the podcast about some dinosaur, I mean, not dinosaurs, legendary, much like the guy Bob Mercer who signed the Sex Pistols to EMI and is signed, um, who signed uh, Queen and it, and I tell this Queen story that I got to have dinner with this guy, just the three of us. Is that is that the same guy that was played by Mike Myers in the movie? No, no, different okay, guy. Uh, okay, that would have been awesome. But this guy, this guy's great. This guy's fucking great. His name is Bob Mercer, and okay. so he was great. And um, you know, Mike, Mike, and he wrote this well, song. So let's so let's let's, let's we yeah, not yeah. dragging on too long. No, no, it's so What I want to so, say is uh, what is there something that we could look forward to on that side show? Come yeah, yeah, a, a lot. You know, he wrote a jingle for the New Jersey Devils in 1984. How's that? That is how is great story. All right, yeah, so so to that. you know, he 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 worked with Joni Mitchell for a while, and he used yeah. to take me to Joni Mitchell's, who was very guarded. And then he's like, "No, Jock's cool." She goes, "Oh." That's a hockey name. We play hockey. I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh. Yeah, she's Canadian. I, yeah. I, she goes, I used to. I, she goes from not wanting to get in the car because she didn't know who I was to telling me about her sexcapades with, uh, uh, was John Gary Davidson? Sanderson. Was John Davidson the goalie for the Rangers in the, the Rangers, mid 70s? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she starts telling me these sex stories with John Davidson. And I'm like, you why know, is it You know what? What's funny? I've run into John Davidson twice. In, in the airport. Oh, dude, so that is. If funny. there is a third time, I'm gonna go go up to him and ask him, "Hey, is there anything you could tell me about Joni Mitchell?" So, so that 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 will be great. Uh, so let's start the podcast on yep. a complete shit show. Um, oh, geez. Uh, oh, another podcast, another podcast, another mass shooting. This time in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, kind of directed at your people tangentially. Well, yeah. So, uh, uh, um, I can't remember the name of the of the. The dance club, but it, obviously, like there's a mass shooting. I think at the last count, I wanted to say ten dead and oh. ten additionally injured. Um, and obviously, you know, it was the story of the evening, such as it is. Um, and it was at an event where I think it was a multi-day event uh, celebrating the Lunar New Year. So I think you people have seen all of the different the Chinese New Year, Year of the Rabbit kind of stuff, kind of going around in their areas. And so it's really tied to you know that celebration. 
Um, so it's kind of, so I think the rational side of me says, listen, you know, uh, it, it could very well be, uh, you know, a vendetta thing, um, kind of a thing, something personal to the uh, owners of the, you know, of the hall or organizers or something like that. It could be a very personal thing. Uh, but then, you know, obviously the emotional side of me says that, you know, this is the community where we actually had some uh, incidents of, you know, anti-Asian, you know, hate incidents. So I'm thinking, okay, so is, you know, so obviously I'm trying to, you know, kind of, um, you know, deal with the, both the rational aspect, but also with the emotional thinking that, you know, this could be another, you know, one of those incidents. So, uh, and certainly that, so obviously very tough for that community. Um, it is a primarily, you know, it's a very heavily challenged. Chinese community. I think it's, I mean, geographically much bigger than uh, LA Chinatown. And I think it has a lot more, uh, has a bigger uh, Chinese and Chinese American population than uh, Chinatown. So, um, you know, obviously a huge, uh, a huge blow to that community. So, you know, I mean, just more than anything else, um, just I hope for, you know, a Swiss, swift uh, resolution, swift justice, all that stuff. But obviously, a lot of these these th things kind of go unsolved for you know extended periods of time. So you know, and the longer we don't know what really was going on, you know, it just you know it just kind of extends our. It's um, it's our it's society. scary, you know. I mean, it's... you know, it is an area that I go you know go go to eat at regularly, and I like I mean, I've taken my non many of my non Chinese friends to that area to eat because you know the food is really good. Sure. So you know, it's it's one of those things where. It's, it kind of takes out that kind of the fun and a lot of that kind of stuff, right? So, um, no, and, and and it's like I've been insulated the last couple of days because, like I said, Renetsky's been here. We uh, we we went to um, and it's fun. We went to one of those. It, uh, it's called Bodeborg. It's I think there's 20 different puzzles in there. It's an escape room okay. place. Okay, yeah, you know, and it's funny because on the way home, you know, I was talking with management, and it's like. Okay, if you had a if if I had to pick like four friends to get a team and you who would your four friends be and I, I was going through the list I'm like thinking, all right, well some of them are physical challenges some of them are like you know almost like a trivial thing or like a detective like they're all different and it's great and it's like I was I was like okay well I definitely would have Joe because there was like there's so many puzzles I'm looking at thinking right. yeah Joe's gonna come in here and rain man right. this he's gonna tell you how many matchsticks right, right, right. are on the floor instantly I'm like like. Biff is going to figure out this. I'm like, John will figure out this. And I'm thinking, <clears throat> you know, some of them are like physical things. It's like, all right, well, do I, is, 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 is it all-star Tommy who's in good shape? Is it Scotty Black? You know, I'm going down the list. I'm like, you know, then I'm like, ah, oh, but Dan, Dan has an engineering degree. And there's there were some of these engineering <laughs> things and there's all these puzzles. So it was fun. So, but like I said, the last couple of days just been, you know, crazy. Uh, it was a great trip. I mean, you know, um, you know, Renette was out here. Unfortunately, she couldn't get the time off, you know, during like a Thanksgiving thing. And okay, she was yeah. taking her care of her mom over Christmas. So she's out here with the boys in school and it's like management is working. And it's like, we, sp we, we spend a couple of days playing Resident Evil together. Like, like she, she likes yeah, games. There you go. So we just, we yeah. just did that, you know, but, but it's funny because, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm so happy that, you know, management and her, it's, it's now, it's like, it's, it, for the last 15 years, it's not my friend. 
it's our friend. In most cases, to be honest, it's now her friend more than my friend. Like, like they went, a, they did a girls' night out with a couple other management's friends, and it was one of those places where you could go and do painting and drink wine, like you know, oh, like yeah, a, yeah, our yeah, thing. Yeah, sure, yeah. She's yeah. had a blast, you know. That's she, good. you know, with our oldest kid, who she has an amazing relationship with. Like yeah. they just went out for breakfast, just them, and then right, she right, right. Did stuff with our little guy, you know. Um, but it was great. But but that that was fun. So I've been busy that. Then I look at the news and I'm like, oh fuck, not in the backyard. But well, yeah, and, I mean, you know, obviously and, that happened overnight. So and, and then where I see where it is, and I'm thinking. I know where it is. So like, I kind of, you know, when I lived in Pasadena, it was there. And it's like, and like I said, you know, it's like when the Asian hate stuff, you know, which has always been there, but, you know, kind of ramped up the last few years and stuff. And, and I've had, let's just say it's gone in waves. <laughs> it's gone in waves, but, but the whole yeah. thing is, it's like, you know, you sitting next to my wife, you're Asian. Like, like somebody who's filled with hate doesn't say he's Japanese. She's Korean. You know what I mean? Or, you know, it's like, oh, Asian, bad. You know? <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, somebody with that much hate probably don't know that, you know, they're really the difference. You know, they just, they, they got slanty eyes. They're just kind of suspicious. Right. Well, that, well that's it. So, so when the whole, when the whole Chinese virus started, it's like nobody sees Biff and thinks, oh, 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 wait, I hate China because of that that the Chinese virus, but that guy's cool. He's, he's Japanese. No, you're Asian. Nobody no, I mean, that's, my wife I mean, and says, right. I mean, she's not Chinese. Point. She's right. Korean. Wait, is she North Korean? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, it's like, right, right. Asian is Asian. Right. Well, I mean, I, the classic thing of that is that when the first time when either probably you or I was conscious of this whole thing is back in the eighties, when they there was a lot of flack against the Japanese and the how the auto right. industry right. was hurt by the Japanese cars, and you know this guy who lived in like some Detroit or some kind of you know somewhere in Michigan, you know was beat up by a bunch of angry auto workers and was killed, and that dude was a guy of Chinese descent. You know nothing to do nothing, with the current nothing. Problem. No, no. But hey, you but look the part. You're a round eyed or you're not a round eyed. Oh, which by the way, oh okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there management got into a little bit of something on Facebook the other day because I don't know if it was a friend or a friend or a friend, you know, or uh -huh. somebody on right. like one of her Duran Duran groups uh, went out to a Chinese restaurant and got the round eyed service. Okay. Uh, which, which she meant by that is she lamented yeah. that they were serving the, you know, the right. people the, without right. round yeah. and, and, and she's yeah. like, right. she's like, uh, you've met me. Uh, I thought you kind of maybe want to dial that back, and it was you know you know what racist people hate the most other than racist uh, other races is being told they're a racist, and no matter how and no matter how nicely you say it's like hey you might want to rethink that statement it kind of you know what I mean and it's like no double down double down and and she's like yeah I'm just gonna block this person and. You know, tell the admin, it's like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable on your group with somebody yeah. saying something overtly. You know, of yeah. course, she, she's smart enough to take the screen grab before it comes off of there, you know? So, of course, yeah. So, yeah. so, so uh, she deals with that this week, a minor inconvenience. And then you turn around and you see a mass shooting in your backyard and you're like, yep, that's, yeah. that's, you know, but hey, I want to change focus. So I, okay. for a number of time, you know, for, uh, you know, for, since last summer, last summer, my really great friend, John yeah. and Austin, yeah. was, I was driving to Cleveland, said, yeah, I don't know how he found the, 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 the podcast complaints and observation. Because, yeah, 
Yeah. I, I, he, go, he said something like, it's like, it's like listening to you and Joe. He's like, he's half you, he's half Joe, <laughs> you know? And it was one of those things I'm where- I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, at least for my half, but okay. Uh, I, I'm driving through. No, it's just going back. He goes, I'm uh, he's like, and it was one of those, the boys are out, and I end up like powering through like five or six of this guy's episodes. You know, it got, and then I had like a road trip when, when management came home from London with COVID, and the boys and I do another road trip down to DC to see Professor Salowich. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to catch up on two or three more of these guys. So I listen to the guy's podcast. We go back and forth on Twitter all the time. And what's right. funny, and on his podcast, he always says, you know, I, I think I think one time, you know, I said something like, you know, we were having the discussion. It's like, what's the difference between when does grave robbing become archaeology? Like, what is the line? Right, we have right, right, right. and he and he liked that and we had so we go back, but he doesn't know who's the answer who. is um always. Oh, right. Thank you. I mean, right. archaeology is always great, you know. If you're if you're if you're looking for archaeological stuff in a grave, you're grave digging. I don't care what you say. Right. You know, and it's like cuz I think that it's like, you know, Lowell has all these tiny little family plots around here. I'm thinking, ah, I'm just going to just going to dress up like Indiana Jones and say no. I'm an archaeologist. No, no, no. And it's like, hey, no, this is Look for at this archaeological find. Uh, 18th century gold necklace I found on some woman, Beatrice Edwards. I'm so, gonna have it appraised at the local pawn shop to see if it's of any archaeological quote, you know, significance. So yeah. because nice yeah, I, 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 i've always i think management put that in my head years ago and i've not let go of that it's like yeah that's why she's smarter anyways so so the guy dave you know and i do his his shit cracks me up he has he has the self-loathing of joe and the unwarranted confidence of me <laughs> you know i mean he's well aware you know when he's out of his depths on things but charges full head on to it like i do but at the same time halfway through it's like why am i talking about this so it is it's a fun listen well he's fucked up and he keeps asking people to dial in he's like he has a phone line right. just for people to call. Right. so i've been leaving messages that he plays unedited through and it's like Dude, yeah, I should start. You know, so I do follow him on Twitter, but I do need, like, like I said, I just have just no time to do anything. Uh, so, because I'm in the car so much yeah. and with the boys, like, because because of yeah. the stand up, once a week I'm going out to Worcester, an hour each way. Yeah. Once a week I'm now going up to Manchester, New Hampshire, like a 45 minute thing each way. So, I look, I, you know, I'll be honest, it's like I've dropped off some other podcasts that I used to love, you know, that are still great, like yeah. you know Conan and and Smartless. I'd rather listen to somebody who's talking about shit that I know, you know what I mean? And all of his stuff hits home. So, but yeah, so I've left, but one of the things is because I run the CP Twitter thing, he's like, and he listens to podcasts. He goes, I don't know if this is Joe or Biff and I keep meaning to break it down. It's like, okay, so <laughs> Biff is, Biff is the grown up with a real job with a, you know, a, a education. I, I got the real job, but I mean, uh, oh, yeah. that, I don't know. No, I, look, look, you know, Japanese national who falls in love when his dad takes him to Toronto when you're 11 <laughs> right, to play right. hockey. Right. Uh, then you go to right. Hawaii, then you go to Caltech. But yeah, I mean, it's funny because it's like when, when I was telling my friend Mike that you were on the podcast, I'm like, dude, sometimes he does these projects where the client is four hours to the east 
you know, time zone. But the back end tech is being done 14 hours behind, you know, going west. And we will be driving across to go to Phoenix, you know, and here it is a Sunday night at like 1 a.m. And Biff's like, oh, crap, I got to get to the hotel and set up because I got to get about four hours of work done, (laughs) you know. so 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 yeah. that, that's Biff, and and, and yep. so you you know and you know let's be honest when i say you're the grown-up out of the three of us eh, it's not saying a lot you know yeah, let, let, let's 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 reset our standards here. <laughs> yeah. you know you so you're the grown-up you, you know you got your shit together you got you know the house for a long time you're the cook all this stuff you know you are you know on one hand you know you are the quintessential hog that makes the john taylor fertilizer hockey uh incorporated limited lcd run without you that doesn't exist without john it doesn't exist because of the name right <laughs> you know they, everything else falls on your shoulders um uh, and then there's joe who honestly you know when i met him and he was like 16 going on 60 it's like you know right, how, right, do, right, right. how the hell do you know what the show of shows is you little fuck right yeah you know uh He's he's you know kind of kind of the the quiet ish one, but it's like those still waters run deep. And you know honestly, there are some times I walk upstairs, and management is like, "Do I have to listen this week?" It's like, "Why?" It's like you are howling. You were absolutely howling for the last three hours, and it's because Joe just says stuff that honestly, management is funny. You are funny. Yeah. John Taylor's funny. You know, I, I, I'm in a circle with lots of comedians now doing stand-up. Nobody on this planet makes me laugh more and harder than Joe. And yeah. so many times I'm watching a movie with management, and she just turns to me and goes, you wish Joe was here instead, don't you? And I'm like, <laughs> no, because there's a reference that the two of us would just stupidly get. So so, so to answer Dave's question, who's who, I'm, I'm the lot one who doesn't do anything except has time to be on the social media during the day because right. I have time to listen to his podcast because I have to drive the boys from point A to point B and yeah. wait yeah. there for an hour for them sure. to do yeah. whatever right. and come out. So I drive them to jujitsu while they're doing the when they're grappling. I'm watching them. I'm, I'm full on. But yeah, I don't need to watch them doing their planks. You know what I mean? And their side crawls right. and stuff. So that's when I'm on Twitter. So I have the time. So I'm the yeah. loud, obnoxious one. Uh, but Dave opened it up. He gave the phone number and some of the calls he get. He got a wrong call. He got a wrong number calling a couple of weeks ago. Which oh was, my God. That's awesome. That's it, the best. It was the best. One of his friend's mom called. So his, his, it's called complaints and observation. He wants you to call in with complaints. Yeah. You know, whether it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, tea related because the tea, you know, he takes a tea like a couple of weeks to work. I'm hoping to get him guests. I like, I, I put out a feel or two like um, Sally the other day, who, by the way, right. I mean, you know, I was talking to her recently. Can she, we, can we like, can we actually do this, you know, bit where we actually kind of within our, like our regular uh, podcasting schedule during that time, each one of us will call in at least once into their podcast. Oh, one hundred, and then we'll talk about what they what that call the best. The best part of the last writer strike, the best part about the last writer strike, is John Stewart, yeah, Stephen Colbert, right, and, and Conan, every yeah. single night being each other's guests, <laughs> like back and forth yeah. the whole time. And I thought that I'm like, you know what? It's like, you know, Dave should, you know, it's like, oh, 
if, if, if can't do it this week, let's call Dave and see if he can fit it. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. You know, or if I can't be here, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, that'd be great. You know, I like I said, somebody else also cut from the, dude, you have way too much confidence for somebody who shouldn't cloth it out, you know, and his self-awareness is brilliant. But like I said, that that's it's So I called in. It was funny. Uh, but anyways, moving on. To, but that's great. I, I, I do. I tell yeah. people all the time. It's like, yeah, SmartList is great, but. I'm never going to meet any of those people. I don't have a ton in common with them. I like their movies or I like this, but right. this guy's talking about stuff that we talk about and, and, and from a different angle, totally smart guy. It's great. I, I mentioned stand up. So stand up is going interesting, Biff, but it's on one hand, uh-huh. it's going great. It's absolutely going great. Cause, cause okay. from every two or three weeks I see, I see growth. You know what I mean? Like yep. I'm either more comfortable. I, fuck something up but i absolutely okay. am still able to tie in the next bit you know what i mean i'm actually you know i mean isn't that the but like so just listening to a lot of these comics i mean they um they talk about how there is i mean i think the thing that a lot of us miss is the fact that the, that just like and i mentioned this with sally also that this whole thing is really it's a craft right it really is a craft it's it's not <clears throat> There's obviously natural like tendencies that you know you know you know make you good at this thing, but really it's not about just being off the cuff funny isn't enough to be a good stand up comic. I think that's the really important thing, right? It, it, so, isn't that what it, part of, part of it is? Is that you have to really try out your material and develop your material? One hundred percent. And there's no way right? to do it except to do it. Right, right, right. There are no shortcuts, you know. Yeah. Um, and and one of the problems I have is like I, I I'm trying to be in the and, and uh, gosh uh, let me take that back the people I look up to are the Patton Oswalt the Jim Gaffigans uh, right. the 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 Laurie Kilmartins um uh, you know uh, Megan well what is her last name oh Louis Black's friend um you know smart people Right. Who, 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 I mean, they'll tell a dirty joke, but right. they don't have to get graphic and awful. Now, now I said that when I saw Patton a year ago, he had a whole 20 minute bit about filling a barn with clown pubes that was so okay. hurtfully funny. Like, like, like the premise is just so absurd and, and, but it's a smart bit, you know, but the problem is. I go and I do these, you know, like I, I like to call them the, 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 the proud boys punching down comedy hour where it's guys who kind of look a little bit like me, look exactly like me, heavy, you know, from mid twenties to, to late thirties, generally speaking, very comfortable using the R word, very comfortable using the F word, very comfortable just starting off a set. And it, and it it did. It's like you know, um, I I thought I was going up next. I hit record on my thing. I didn't realize I didn't on. And then I was like, you know, listening back. And management got to hear it. And this one guy, like, in the first like thirty forty five seconds, just went from a homophobia joke to a misogyny <laughs> joke to you know, uh, uh, you know, and and it's like, yeah. and it's awful, and it's like they're yeah. trying to be '90s shock comic, um, but more gross, you know, just yeah, like and look, 
Is a diarrhea joke funny? Yes. Is a dick joke funny? 100%. But if that your whole material, and, and, and at least a third of the people are like, oh, my God, I got so high today. Woo! Because half the people there, two-thirds of the people yeah. there are complete stoners. And, they, and, and then it's like, oh, dude, I literally forgot what I was going to say because I'm too high. And that gets the biggest laugh of the night. You know, and it's – look. It's fine. And it's funny. And people are trying. But like when we had Jim, you know, Jim, Jim, what, you know, uh, Jim, what.com on a couple weeks ago, a few episodes ago, and he's doing cruise lines and he's doing, you know, he's going to have some young kids in his audience to grandmas, you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be the cat skills, everybody's comic, but I'm not trying to, you know, get up there and talk graphically about sexual conquest, you know, getting high or, you know, constantly, like I have a bit about how I used to drink and drive, you know, and how stupid it was and blah, blah, blah. And you'll, you'll see it, but <clears throat> it, you know, smarter, not smarter stuff, but not. So it's, it's tough. Cause I have to sit there for like two hours and just hear people punching down at the most marginalized people and thinking, who is this yeah. funny to like, like, I... but there's no other place to practice except right. at these places there is no it is the way it is and it, you know it is interesting that like you know part of it is makes me think that like these are people who actually normally live in the, that certain echo chamber right right where what they're saying is completely normal and okay right right and and then now you know um now they're they're thinking i'm going to do this in the you know i'm going to do this other thing that i wanted to do and then suddenly they're bringing their echo chamber to like the populace in general right and, and the people it, like like this one place I'll go tomorrow with our friend with our friend Matt the the, the mortician kid who's who's been on and he's a funny guy, uh, and, and it's a two of us and there'll be like five or six other guys. Ninety percent they said the same thing the week before, but they're just trying to ratchet up either the misogyny aspect of it, you know. So so in one of my bits, like I say, oh you know I have a cousin from Revere you know, who's a whore and, and everybody laughs because it's, a, but then I'm like, yeah, that guy will bang everything. So the whole joke isn't, you know, a misogyny joke or a women or whore, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like kind of like a misdirection right. thing where I'm like, right. yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like when I talk, I talk about, you know, family stereotypes and it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a white guy. I'm so white. I actually like the way white girls dance, you know? And then I, I talk about, you know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. But what was interesting is I have a show the end of February in front of real people back at that place that I did it last month with Greg uh, Bogus, who Greg, was on the Greg, show. Yep, yep. And so that's, it's tough because I'm, when I'm going to these open mics, that's who I'm performing for. They're not there. The only people there are late 20s, early 30s stoners who want to talk about how women who are 50 shouldn't dye their hair because it's over for them. You know, one guy's whole bit is a five-minute bit, shorter than me, 50 pounds heavier than me. I don't think he's had a date like this millennia, but he has strong opinions on parenting, no kids, and strong <laughs> and strong opinions that uh, – this is, this is the punchline to his five-minute bit. If, if um, 50-year-old women who color their hair – if you don't produce eggs anymore, your head shouldn't look like an Easter one. Gets a huge laugh every time from the incels. And I'm like, huh, well, let's see. My management colors her hair all the time, 
fun callers. She's 50 and she just spent the last year going to four different countries, you know, to see a band. She might be the coolest person I know. You know, I mean, I married nine levels up and it's like this guy, like, you know, you know, he could not comprehend you know, how cool. Anyway, so, so like I said, I have to sit in a room yeah, with it's, that. It's, I mean, li listen, I mean, you're telling me that freaking, you know, if you happen to say, hey, I don't know, sing for the B-52s, that maybe they should color their hair because they've probably been over 50 for at least oh, 50 uh, years, right? Exactly. Come on. What a dumb, I mean, just I mean, huge laugh. Idiotic, you know, premise, right? But yeah, whatever. Uh, whatever. But, but anyway, so, so that, that is the tough thing about doing it. It's like, I'm just in a room with people, you know, and, and it's yeah. funny because I did I did a set at a coffee house and it was it was pretty good. I mean, it was actually, but the guy who went on, you know, the funny thing is, I have this bit about I don't understand how all children aren't only children. Having been in the room to witness the miracle of childbirth and seeing the crime scene that my son's left behind, um, and again, all, <laughs> always the best jokes are always from Joe. It's like, look. I learned to love my kids, but the smell that's created during the childbirthing process lingers <laughs> with you the first couple of years. And so, so the that's next horrible. guy, right, it's right, right. And then I go on to explain, it's like, yeah. you can't explain it, but let me try. And then I have a funny analogy of how bad it is. Anyways, uh, well, I think it's funny and people think it's funny. The next guy up, his first thing is like, so Jock, what's up with your wife's cunt that it's so stinky? You know, it's like, dude, it's like, you know, and it, it's like, Right. That's exactly what the joke was. Like, you know, oh, you nailed it, buddy. You got me. And I'm like, and the whole room was kind of like, it was a coffee press. You know what I mean? There was a lot of you Lowell college students there. Um, it was a fun place. And, and he did not get a laugh. Like his whole set was that. <clears throat> now at these other open mics, he would have killed with that. But that's the whole thing. It's right. like, you no. Know, so if I do that bit next month, you know, probably a third of the people in that room either have had kids or have been in the room when kids are, you know, right. being born, you right. know what I mean? And I do, I, I say, you know, you know, one of the punchlines is, um, you know, I think my wife wanted me in the room to witness a miracle of birth because, you know, with my smartphone, I videotaped what I call it the miracle of contraception, you know? So it's like, but that's yeah. like, that's not a punching down joke. That's not this. No, it's no. not, you know, but that will work in a room like that. But when I'm working on the timing of the cadence in front of yeah, yeah. like the incel proud boy light, <laughs> you know, man hating women club, it's like proud boy light. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't think they're actually yeah. going out to the meetings, but I think when they see it on OAN, they're kind of giving a nice. thumbs up. I, I, I would have gone, but I had, I had to work that day. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, all, you know you, how many great, how many hockey players have we played with who are almost going to go to the show, but they hurt their knee in college? You know, the, <laughs> you know it, it, it's it's akin it, it's to that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but what's funny. Uh, okay, well, let's move on. We've been on this for like 20 minutes. 20 so minutes. Let's, okay. let's wrap it up. Uh, movies. Uh, I text you and Joe the other day because I have the kind of time and man, I, I think it was a night. It, it was a last minute thing that management went out to the, the painting thing with Renetsky. I didn't, you know, Joe didn't have a chance to come over. So here I have extra time on my hand. There's so many movies and TV shows to get caught up on. I decide to watch Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. <laughs> I text yeah. you and I'm Perfectly like, fine film. I don't know. I mean, it's just one in a series. Yeah. So, okay. And, and then, and then you tell, and here I'm thinking, here I was thinking it was an off brand thing. It's like, no. you know, how Hammer Films used to do, you know, Dracula movies 
or Frankenstein movies with a different kind of Frankenstein. I'm like, no, wait, this is actually them. It was awful. Bottom bottom line is is that awful. Those costumes cost a lot of money. (laughs) They're really expensive to make. So if there's somebody in one of those Godzilla costumes, you know, it's the genuine thing. You know, it's funny because I, I just recently found notes from like 1989, 1987, 97, when I was doing stand up in LA. And one of my bits was about how worried my mom was that I'm moving to I'm moving to California and there's always earthquakes. There's always earthquakes. I'm like, you always have snowstorms. Tokyo's always destroyed by Godzilla. I mean, no matter where you live, there's gonna be things to deal with. You know, so I don't know how many times Tokyo has been destroyed in Godzilla movies, but looking at my notes, um every you know, that's every that's, time. That's a, and that's the thing, right? You know, when you're able to survive a massive <laughs> world war like World War Two and have, you know, places just, you know, Bomb down, you know, they recover quickly. They just know how to do it now. You know, that, that engineering. Uh, have you seen the movie The Menu yet? I have not. I have heard about it. This is the one where it's kind of like this. It, there's an exclusive thing where you, you can only certain people can get in. But then once you're in, there's some uh, uh, these whatever other wackiness. And that's the that's the actual. Okay. Because you, right? you're more of a foodie guy. I thought you you might have seen it by now. Uh, so we'll we're, we're, we're put a pin in it and circle back. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It's one of those. It's one of those. You have to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Right. Yeah. It's, it's it's on a small island, like, you know, right. a mile yeah. off the coast. But it's uh, it was interesting. Um, so, you know, I'm bummed that Joe's not here because uh, one of the other things I was watching the other day. Yeah. I was watching one of these behind the scenes thing with the Avengers, uh, you know, okay. and, and I videotaped like the eight second clip and I sent it to Joe and Joe was like, that's awesome. It was two of the writers, two of the architects of the MCU and, okay. and, and how methodically it was planned out. It's like, we're going to introduce these characters, but at one time we're going to have to put them all in the soup bowl together. So okay. we established who Thor is. We established... And, and I swear to God, one of the two writers is like, we're old enough to remember when the love boat docked at Fantasy Island. We're old enough to remember when Magnum P.I. was on um, Simon and Simon. And it's like, wait a minute. Those are the same worlds? And it's like it was a two-part series where the first part yeah, was yeah. Fantasy Island and the second yeah. part was love. And, and they're like, yeah, that's, that's what they used. As their justification when they were like in their heads, like, okay, right. how would they all wind up here? Now that we've established the standalone Thor, the standalone Captain America, the standalone, the, we introduced Iron Man and, and we've hinted about the Black Widow. How do we, and the fact that they used, that was their flashpoint. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think the MCU could speak to me on a deeper level <laughs> than it had. Okay. And, oh, I, I, and, and like I said, that was one of those moments where management looks at me and goes, you wish Joe was here to share this, don't you? No, no I'm happy you're here. Oh, yeah. this, this is great. Uh, speaking of Phoenix, uh, this, uh, this past week while Rineski yeah. was in town, because uh, she's a workout gym rat, yeah. and my little guy is like, been, been been saying, hey, when are we going to the gym more? Uh, yeah. My Phoenix training has started. Oh, started. Yeah, has I should actually, start that too. I, I can't skate. I left my gear at Renetsky's house in LA, but, you know, I, it's like I have a methodical plan and not next week. Maybe the week after, probably not, but most likely the week after that is when I will start the plyometric stuff. Okay. So right, because I got to, I, 
what, three years ago, four years ago now, the first game or the second game, I caught a rut by the Samboni door. Oh. And it was like my like 98% of my body turned east to west. Mm. And 5% or it says, you're staying here, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's never been right since. So uh. when I do certain things, so I have to, I have to get my, but it started, um, you know, and, and I did, I, I've not resolutions, but my goals for this year, one of them is to win a goddamn game. I don't care if we have to drop nine oh, yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't care. You know, we have to drop nine little the, Our last, last tournament was actually okay. Like, cause we were competitive in most of those games. And most of those games, but, yeah. uh, but uh, still a goose egg, you know? Yeah, and, and with the talent on this team, it's like, wait, how, how, shocking, right? how many of these motherfuckers the Friday before have an eight point night? You know, yeah. and a night when a goalie played good. You know what I mean? They had eight points, but the goalie yeah. still made 50 saves. They get out to Phoenix, and it's yeah. crickets. <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, I want I want to have a plus-minus in each game and have a point in each game. That, that, <laughs> that's my goal. You want to be a plus in each game. Plus in each game. You don't want to be on when the goals are letting I see. No, no. Okay. I look. I, I, no, yeah. I don't. I don't. I want to be <laughs> part. I want to be part of the people yeah. keeping the goals yeah. out of the net yeah, sure. and not part of the guy sure saying, enough. Oh, come on, Biff. It was only a three on. Oh, <laughs> it was only the fourth rebound. Hey, well, I was standing you know from the, I, I, you know, I will accept any come on Biff's as long as you're not trailing the other right, forward. Right. As you're yelling exactly. <laughs> if, if I'm standing at the red line, Telling you how you should have had that ankle covered. <laughs> Look, from my vantage yeah. point on the other side of the rink, I could see you didn't come over fast yeah. enough. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the, but that that's my goal. But it, but it is yeah. it is absolutely started. Uh, so that's 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 the fun stuff. Uh, we're not going to get too political for too long. But has the shit show in Congress? Has the shit show in the House been what you expected so far? We're a couple. Uh, weeks I mean. Yes and no, right? There's a, uh, so obviously the Santos thing is a, is that the that thing is a holy cow, right? We'll circle back like, to that. Well, that that's okay, next. Yeah. But but the, okay. but as a but yeah, whole. just the yeah. I mean, I, I guess to the extent that uh, and you know we had a little bit of that with, with the Democrats also, right? Where you know where it's like AOC led a, a bit of a revolt against you know the House leadership to some degree, right? But I think the nature of that just is, seems very very different. Than what happened with the you know with the you know the McCarthy well, confirmation hearings, like, else, like, right? I mean, like some there were some members of the squad when they first came in, yeah, yeah, in December, in November and December were making yeah. noise, but yeah. Nancy, ever the politician, by the yeah, time they yeah. took the first vote, it was all figured out, and it took right, one right. vote to get her in. Like, did they bring up good points? Yes, you know that they also have un. You know, one of the problems with the squad. One uh, and I just saw this recently. Like the five worst people yeah. on the GOP, it's also kind of like the squad, and and so much as like they're extremists. And members of the squad have pretty much voted and sometimes against things right. that they're for because it didn't go far enough. Like like right. like there was there was a couple years ago there was oh some bill that was ninety eight to two and and in Congress. And one of the two holdouts was Bernie Sanders. And it was like, wait, oh, it was an environmental thing. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, Bernie yeah. held out only because he was 100% for what the bill said. But right. it didn't, it, it wasn't binding. 
Like it was right. a, it yeah. was a, we're going to vote on this thing right. that has no teeth to it. Yeah. And he, as a pro, he knew it was going to pass. Right. But as a protest candidate, he's like, sure. but there's been times when, when the squad has said, yes, we're 100% for money for baby formula, but we want right. a trillion dollars, not a billion dollars. So we won't vote for a billion unless you raise it to this, you know. Uh, right. But as far as they go, never since before the Civil War is the last time it took more than like one or yeah, two votes. Yeah. Dude, would you, would, how many times would you try to ask somebody out and they say no before you're like, okay, on the 14th time, I yeah. get it. I'm moving on. I mean. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I guess this is where, um, you know, say what you will about that party. They usually have that kind of stuff together, right? That kind of stuff they usually have together from the standpoint of they have their constituents in line. They, they have used their to. politicians in line. That's what the, the, you know, say what you will about how they do things. They always have, you know, and this is where it was really, really shocking. And I'm not exactly sure what that means, right? I don't know if that means that, you know, is that going to change like the way that party runs because this is a new direction that they're establishing because they don't, they certainly don't have the kind of control over all of their you know, uh, their members the way they used to, right? So I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And the the fact that he had to negotiate down, I mean, literally, he has as much say as, like, Prince William does for the policies of Great Britain right now. It's complete, he he made himself a complete figurehead. You could, you could literally see how, how, like, how, I mean, compared to, you know, like, and I'm not a Nancy Pelosi fan, but I 100% acknowledge the fact that she's, she was really, really, really good at her job, right? Right. I mean, and, and that's, and it's very, very, very clear that McCarthy will not be very good at his job because he's already shown right at the, just the, at the point of, you know, being elected the speaker, he, you know, that he showed his ineptitude there, right? So, you know, and, and the whole, and a couple of times he's like, we have the votes, take it back to the floor. And then when one Republican tried to get at Matt Gates, like literally had to be like choked back, choked was back, trying, yeah. trying to great. attack. It was brutal. But th- that's one of those things. It's like, yeah, that's what it's going to be for the next two years. I know, we'll see, right? I you mean, know? we'll just see what happens. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, I don't, now, I don't know if anything's going to happen in that. I, I, mean, I mean, it's funny because, you know, they're, they're going to have all these investigations by Jim Jordan, J-Y-M. And, it, and oh, any day that George Clooney documentary is going to drop, you know, which is going to be fun. But then, you know, the whole thing is like, yeah, Jim Jordan, you're out of the Judicial Committee. You're going to be heading up these investigations. You ignored a House subpoena. Why would anybody come to, if you subpoena anybody? Like, why would Hunter Biden come in and talk to you when you didn't come in and talk about this? And that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, all all the shit that you've done the last couple of years, now that you're, oh, we're going to have these investigations. No. Anyway, so that's going to be interesting. Well, you could have the investigations, right? right? How well, the investigations are useful is a different and, story and, altogether. And now, and now on the Homeland Security Committee. Yeah, MTG, right? Yeah. Right. A woman who says 9-11 was an inside job, who was part of the insurrection, right. is yeah. now head of Homeland Security. It's just good. But okay, now, Santos. As, oh, as, my God. As of the recording of this, just today, he said, yeah, that was me. He, the drag queen because footage came out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was pictures all week and it kind of looked photoshopped. It's like, yeah, that looks like yeah. him, but that's not really him. Well, then video emerged in like the last 24 hours. And it's like, which, which you don't care. I don't care. 
but members of his own committee have been working or his party have been working well, he ran on an anti-lgbtq you know stance right i mean he was right. that whole you know they you know whatever you know you could call it you know some kind of you know you know some religious whatever whatever you want to call it in the end it's really just anti-lgbtq just just a kind of a it's it's a stance of hate right i mean when my parents accidentally and i mean that accidentally took my boys to the drag show the i don't want to call it a drag show it's in a tony award winning play kinky boots but about a drag person right and i told my dad it's like yeah your party's trying to make it illegal to take children to drag shows and he was laughing and then i showed him the article I'm like yeah. no they've actually submitted bill to come out onto yeah. the floor making it child abuse so yeah. so they, but now uh, but enough of but my the Santos lie is so ridiculous that it's actually made my my country's news so they, Dude, they know uh, it. <laughs> it's, because it's such a funny thing that it's just made the news today, well you know? the thing is it's like the crazy stuff that, that, you know, again, everybody that we've played hockey with, most of the people, most of the people we played hockey with in 30 years in LA, um, play two levels higher than they actually did when they tell their right, stories. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, look, All-Star Tommy. Yeah, here's a picture of All-Star Tommy I have on my wall tying up Adam Oates at Yale. <laughs> like, like yeah. but, you know, somebody right, else who... Right. Played at Harvard, it's like, yeah, you played JV at Harvard, but you didn't, and yeah. all this stuff. But for him to say he was a uh, a volleyball star, collegiate volleyball star, at a school he didn't even go to, which well, yeah, they had so the the, the Japanese thing, you know, it was hilarious because they they had this um whole thing where they assembled the different you know claims that he had during the thing. So he goes, you know. No, he uh, and you know this, and he claimed that he worked for Goldman Sachs, and then they do the boom. This was a lie. You know, this is like you know, like right. one of those, those one of those graphics where they throw in you know lie kind of a thing, right? Into you know, just like one of those TMZ ish whatever. whatever. <laughs> I don't one of those you know lame with the sound stories. effect coming in, right, like, like the, like the, boom, right. the anvil great. sound. Like, oh my god! And that's so the thing. It's a like, complete mockery out of this. It's fantastic. You know, when I got out to LA in the in the mid nineties and started playing hockey, and guys are like, "Oh, I played high." go back like you can tell okay this guy hasn't played in 15 years yeah but the puck went here and he went there like like yeah. you don't lose right. do you right. lose your hands yeah do you lose your legs sure yeah but by the second or third shift you're like yeah he played junior yeah. varsity yeah you know what yeah. this kid played high school at one point yeah. or or like you know somebody who's come out like i said who hasn't played in like 10 15 years it's like dude in about two weeks when the rust comes off yeah. this guy's gonna be a pain to cover you know yeah, but right. everybody but for him to come up with the things that he's come up with like you're not like oh i played volleyball in, in, in college oh i was the star of the team well i lettered in this oh i, I guess though, oh. I mean, and, and look i don't know how like a lot of this stuff how this you know and you know i don't know the his like because a lot of these things came out after he he came he was candidate right these are things he made as claims after he became a candidate right. so i don't know what kind of pre-screening they did during the you know whatever just you know where because i figured that there has you know anybody can run for any any position and then claim to be under any party right you know it's, it's right, an open right. thing, but the, you think that somewhere along the line somebody at the party will say well we'll just you know we'll check these people out because these are the leading whatevers and then just make sure that you know we're not going to deal with garbage later. Right? You think that you know they would do that check, and you know maybe they don't because it's Florida. I don't know. No, no, it was New York. He's New York. Oh, New York. I'm sorry. No, this was. Oh, that's right. I'm thinking completely and, different thing. But, he's, but, was he from Florida? He's. I. But you know. Yeah, but no, the wait. lying. Yeah. It's like 
the, yeah. the before McCarthy's vote is even taken, he puts out a press statement saying how he was sworn in today and it was a great honor. It's like, yeah, dude, yeah. no one's been sworn in. Like no one's been sworn in to, it was like four days later, people got sworn in, but yet he went ahead and, and, and some people like, well, I was into the building. You know, it's like, oh my God. But his, his statement is like, when I put my hand on the Bible and I swore to, you know, blah, blah, and it's like, yeah. oh my, yeah. then he flashes the white power thing while he's given uh, a vote at one point. It's like, and then yeah. the funny thing is the first couple days during this chaos, no one's talking to him. He's standing alone. He's trying yeah. to get in conversation. But, dude, he flashes the white power thing. And then literally the next day, he's buddy-buddy with Matt Gates and, and Bo, you know, not Bobert, uh, but Martin <sighs> Green. Like, they're sitting next to each other laughing. Like, that's all it took to get in. It's like, oh, uh, I'm gay. I'm Latino. The code. I'm all this stuff. But you know what? As long as I'm a gay, you know, a gay Latino who hates gays and latinos i'm gonna get you know oh but you know but let's get back to the shit shows over japan i was actually able to look at the clip that you posted yes this. you know so you know the reenactment all know, good uh, uh police uh, walks in and sees a sees a yellow body i know i know it's kind of funny that a japanese broadcast would make the body yellow because we all know that it you know, the body would be yellow, but thank you for saying it. Uh, like they, literally, thank you for because when I saw that, I, I'm I like, know you, I know, I know it's in your mind, oh, and you know, I, I know that you know. Anyway, dude. regardless, right? So, but the point of the whole thing is, so obviously, a woman, uh, I think in her forties, was is you know, um, there's a report of uh, of an of an incident of a woman in distress. They go to the house. They found the woman. She's dead. She's in her forties, and. Nothing funny about any of that, and nothing, you know, nothing, whatever about any of that, really. But, but there was a reenactment of the police entering yep. the building. Like that was important. That, that was big. Oh, yeah, that was like, please enters the room. There's a body on the floor, and they have to reenact that in their little funny graphics. I don't know why they. Had so, to so because I couldn't, <clears throat> and 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 then the person on the streets interview. Uh, did, so, various interviews, right? You're you're wondering why they were interviewing random people on the street. Yes. Right. Yes. So it actually is because. The the alleged killer is the the woman's ninth grade uh, daughter, and apparently the motive had to do with the use of cell phones. Oh, and so they were interviewing people on the streets about what their current, you know, essentially rules re regarding their kids' cell phone usage is, and you know, you saw a wide variety of of you know responses, and the responses are just not important at all. The bottom line is, you know, all you people. You know, ha having these little, you know, fantasies about these, you know, uh, geisha girl Japanese women that are, that are, you know, subservient to you. Just know that they're willing to kill over cell phone usage. I'm just going to put it out there. All you people with these fantasies, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, I, I, I do. It's a serious crime for once, but I'm like, yeah. okay. That's awesome. <laughs> like those, those little reactions. Cell phone usage murder oh. by a child. Oh, That's the man. kind of murder that happens in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Six year old coming to school and shoot a teacher last week here. So, um, no, but thank you. And every time the clip actually plays, I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm in. It's great. Right? I, I don't fucking care what this is. I'm watching it to the end. What I, one of the things I've done is I don't do I don't do search the clips too early because that's what's that's what's right. happened. Okay, many times, so, it, yeah. it gets pulled. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I, you know, we don't have jokes. Uh, I'm gonna go back and throw in a self-indulgent theater right sure. here. 
We, we, we want to go to a defunct sponsor, or do you have a self-indulgent thing you've been planning on surprising me with all week? I have no plans whatsoever. Do you want to you improv something or toss something at me quick? Her, her. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 how, have you ever done a Don Adams versus Don Knotts, like, you know, uh, uh, a rap battle? No. <laughs> Could I, you do a free-form <laughs> rap battle between Don Knotts and Don Adams? Uh and go. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I walk a mic like a van to light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance to the speaker that booms. I'll poison your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it, you better gain weight, you better hit bullseye, or the kid won't play. If you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the beat while my DJ revolves it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't know. Is that I, it? I, I literally, this is the last podcast because you just Yay! touched the sun. You I, just touched the sun, I Joe. did it. I- not a dry eye in the house. Uh, no video game because, you know, the only video game I played Resident Evil with Renetsuka last week. Uh, uh, moving you want to hear sp- about my Excel? Please. Uh, like, uh, wait, wait. Bejeweled, do, 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 do you play Yahtzee on the phone? I do not play Yahtzee on the phone. Do you play anything on the phone when you're watching hockey games or you're watching the games intently? I'm, just, um, I'm actually sometimes doing stuff on the computer where I'm doing other searches or whatever, but usually not a, like a – I don't play a game on the – you know, on a device while watching a game. Because yeah. I, I, I'll do, but okay, uh, just by the tone of like, you know, you know what's going on, it's like, oh yeah, I'll look up now. You know what I mean? Or this has happened. Um, but speaking of, I mean, again, I, I, I'll say it for the millionth time in the last like month. Yeah. No one wins a cup in January, Jacques. No one wins a cup in January. Yeah, no I, one... I, think, I think to be fair though, I think, I think oh. the one thing about this team is that um, you know they have enough of those guys who've gone, you know, certainly gone deep and enough of those guys who've won it all. So I think one of the, one of the, you know, the easy thing to try to do is to compare this team with the, you know, the 2000 lightning that just walked over the entire league during the regular season and then ceremoniously got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Right. So it's, so it's easy to try to make that comparison. And I'm sure there's a lot of detractors that will, I think the difference is, is that that, Tampa team learned how to play playoff hockey, and then they became, you know, the two-time champion, three-time Cup finalist team that they, you know, that they were. So I think that the difference is, is that you look at this team. If this team were led by a bunch of, say, you know, the, you know, the Taylor Halls and the Charlie Coils, right? That's one thing. But then you're talking about guys, you know, the big, the, you know, the there's like the Marshan Bergeron. Those two guys alone, I think you know, makes a huge difference. Plus this two, you know, a lot of these guys went all the way to the finals in 2019. So, right. And he got crazy. Yeah. I think it's different. Well, they had crazy back then. too. No, no, but that's what I mean. He's been to a couple cups with them. So, and it's the same thing. And then, and then you got the guys about the 2019 team. Really the 2019 and 2011, 2010. 
Yeah. 2011. Yeah, it was 2011. It was 2011. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, yeah, because we had guys from those two teams, I think it's, it's very different. I think the only thing, you know, the only dangers that, you know, the Bruins have, obviously, you know, always injuries is always an always a problem. Injuries and a hot goalie yeah. on and the other side. Goalie, really, you know? right. And the thing about it is, is that the, I think the thing that makes it different is, is that the teams with the hot goalies, I don't think really have enough, uh, um, in the uh, in the East, like I think the team that can well, let me rephrase that. I think Tampa is potentially right. If they somehow have that playoff magic, you never know. But the, I think that really the potential for the hottest goalie is the Rangers, and I just Rangers just don't have enough to you know really overpower. I, they, they're not going to win four one nothing games against the Bruins. It's just not going to happen. No, so, and and that's the thing. It's yeah. like just just like the, the the thing that is really try. I'm trying to manage my expectations. Yeah. They're not just winning games. I, the, the, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think you should. I don't think you should manage. Your no, but 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 the but yeah. but the stat that I said. You know, the guys the other day when I saw it, that as as of the other day, the goal differential for the Bruins is plus yeah. seventy five. The yeah. closest second place is plus forty. Almost like, and it's not like yeah. early on in the season. Like they're they're winning games, and and it's like when they they did they just played the Rangers last week back to back on the road, and it was three to one. But it it really, like you said, the Rangers goalie played great. I mean, I, I mean the the Rangers scored a goal late, but that game easily could have been five nothing, six nothing, six one. But their goalie was great. No, but I am. I'm gonna. Um, I'm not watching any NFL. Any but before we move off the NHL, I do want yeah. to say one thing about how awful the Vancouver Canucks are. Oh, and I know, I know, you don't pay attention to the other other teams, but I don't know if you know about this. But for at least about a week, you know, we've known that Bruce Boudreaux was going to get fired, and and instead of just firing him and just you know kind of you know letting letting that be over with, you know, the Canucks kept him on, you know, for the entire higher week where it basically um was clear that like the, the their uh, yesterday's game was going to be his last game and you know and the fans love it love him and the fans appreciate him at the end uh when when bruce first took over the team the canucks were awful but then they went on this you know torrid streak they didn't make the playoffs but they went on this torrid streak and then every time they won they did this you know bruce there it is chant so uh, you know at the end of their last game the fans gave him the the last you know, Bruce, there it is, chant. And, you know, at the and at, at the post game, you know, the reporters are going to ask him about it. And in the end, Bruce had to kind of excuse himself because, you know, he was, you know, he was getting really emotional. And then finally, they officially announced that Rick Tockett is replacing him as a coach. And it's just, it's just a crappy, crappy thing to do to a guy who, you know, who is, you know, a widely doesn't deserve it. Right. Yeah. 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 We've all so, been fired. Yeah. Even if you and, deserve and, to get fired or you know you're getting laid off, it's still gut wrenching. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just, 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 you know, don't, don't, you know, leave him in, you know, in, you know, in like that. Just, just, re, you know, you know, it's happening. Just relieve him of his duties. Have the assistant take over or some assistant take over for a few games and then just introduce your new coaching staff. Do what every reasonable hockey organizations have done. But apparently this is too much. And of all people, Jim Rutherford, who's been in the league for who, how many years? Why would he do that? Just, I just unconscious. No, the disrespect so. was pretty bad. Um, but that you know, I, 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 I don't. I as as we're recording, NFL games are going on. I haven't seen an NFL game in a couple months, and so I don't. Do you have any, Do you have any teams alive? Are you following anything? Are you rooting well, for anybody? I mean, 
Yeah, so I think the two of the teams that I'm kind of rooting for are playing each other as as we speak because, um, and, and you know, I'm Buffalo and Cincinnati. Um, and Cincinnati is in in the same division as uh, my beloved Steelers. But at the same time, you know, these are teams that you know these long suffering fan bases, right? Yeah. So and certainly, uh, you know, I wish them every bit of luck. I mean, just you know, you you want well for me anyway. I want the teams who haven't won in forever. You know, so. I, Kansas City, yeah, they they won a couple of years ago. I mean, I don't hate them or anything, but I don't need to see them in the you know in the Super Bowl again. So it's those are really the teams that I think I'm rooting for at this point. Uh, the other team that I was kind of rooting for was the Minnesota Vikings, and they kind of fell apart last week. So eh. oh yeah, yeah, some uh, a couple epic collapses I I heard. Yeah. Uh, uh, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, our yeah. good friend All Star Tommy had had said, hey, check out. Um, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's new new eight part okay, series, um, yeah. uh, Fleischman's in Trouble, on Hulu. So I watched okay. it, and it's it's interesting. You know, um, it's um, it was interesting. Was I there mean, too much thinking involved. <laughs> well, you know, look, I, there was it too, too too much thinking involved. No, 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 it was good. It was good. It, you know, there was no there was no okay. explosions. There was no tights and, and capes and people with superpowers. So you know, right, right, uh, right. it wasn't so. It wasn't that. It wasn't a comedy. Um, you got to see his ass a lot. Like like if you want to see, you know, his ass. You know, nay, you know, this is a show for you, and it does. It's it's it, there's one of those shows where we just watched another. I just watched another movie the other day with management where it was kind of the person you're rooting against who's the bad guy. Yeah. Like come the final act, it's like, oh no, they were the good guy and you were the asshole. You know, yeah. you know, type yeah, thing. Those are good. Those those ones are always good. Right? It is yeah. it is good. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, uh, um, you know, having um. You know, having gone through a divorce, you know, myself, and it's like this and that. You know, it, you know, when I went through that, like I, I was really trying to for the longest time, and even to today, it's like, you know, when people are like, oh, I can't believe this happened. It's like I've been good about, yeah, I see this part of it or that part of it. You know, yeah. this wasn't portraying any of this. This was like, yeah. this this person's all good, this person's all bad. bad, and then when it comes to like that, this all bad person, yeah, did some bad stuff, but here's some underlining things. Yeah. And then the yeah. good guy's like, or the good person is like, well, fuck that. I don't care. You know, I can't overlook my own bullshit to understand <laughs> right. his bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe that person's bullshit is because they're with the, you know, but it, it, at the same time, I mean, it was interesting. It was fun. You know, I, I mean, you know, I always, I always, you know, you know, I, you know, I, I, th- I thank Batman that, you know, when I went through my thing, no kids involved. And, you know, so I'm always, when you right. see that in movies or in real life, when I've had friends go through things later after I did, it's like, oh, yeah. fuck, there's a five and an eight year old. There's a 10 yeah. and a six year old, you know, but, um, but it was a good recommendation. Then management made me watch. I'm not going to say it right. Banshees of, uh, I can't even say it. It's this. In a Sharon or something like that. Yeah. 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 It's one of those movies where my friend Dan Cray would love it. Uh, my right. friend Rod would love it. Yeah, John Taylor would probably really like it. it. Takes place on a small island off the coast of Ireland in 1922. It's going to win every fucking award out there. Sure, the acting was great, but oh my god, it was it was for me horribly watching paint dry like it was one of those things where you know yeah it's a it's an irish story from 1920 so it's gonna start off slow and sad 
and get worse. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I will say this: this is one of those things about, and you know, and obviously, I'm you're the you're the perfectly wrong person to tell you this because you're completely in my camp on this. But I was really upset at the 1977 Oscars for how much I felt like Star Wars, you know, A New Hope was disrespected because. Uh, like I'm trying to remember what like Annie Hall or something won that year, right? Right. It's like, it's like who the hell watches Annie Hall, right? Who the hell watches Annie Hall for a second time, kind of a thing, right? You know. And I'm thinking, you and if you look at that movie, and if you look at what Oscars they won, like well, they won like special effects. Of course, they're gonna win special effects. It was groundbreaking special effects, right? right. So they win all of these like whatever technical technical right. achievements. And, and in the end, in the end, like who else? I mean, if you look at it now. I mean, you tell me that there was a a better movie that came out in 1977 than Star Wars: A New Hope. I'd like to hear that freaking argument. You know, I, I, I agree, but it is it's it's slow. Right? And so the there end, is that thing, right? So, look, look, yeah, there's there's a couple those. Yeah. There's a couple great actors who give amazing performances. Yeah. You no, know, so there's no there's no explosions and there's no this. So yeah. it it's 100 percent relying on great acting and a different story. Oh. But, you know, it's like, oh, my God, we're going to celebrate this movie where, I, you know, I don't think mental health was a thing. I Like, we're, we're still 100 years later. So that takes place right, in right. 1922. Here it is, 2023, and, and like, mental health doesn't yeah. get. So, yeah. so it's like, yeah, so, so here's some fucked up people on a fucked up little island doing fucked up stuff. It's slow. It's sad. The good people are put through hell and don't come out the better for it. And two and a half hours later, I look at management. And I'm like, I'm going to watch Endgame again now. I'm going to watch Pacific <laughs> Rim now. <laughs> like, like I'm going to take a shower and then I'm going to watch stuff yeah. where things blow right. up. And yeah. there's a person with a cape who punches bad people. <laughs> right. That's there you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, but so that's yeah. a, uh, so so wrapping it up. Uh, you, you, you got a. You got a uh, a parenting tip? Uh, yeah. You know, if if you, if your children are old enough to do so, and they're you know they have the ability to do so, make sure that they pay for their own crap. That's what I say. And so, you know, it's been nice that you know, like for for and you know, this has been going on for a while, but it's nice where like um uh, my uh you know the the child had some people over, and so and then he you know they entertained themselves, they made their own food, they got their own food, and. They paid their own for their own pay per view and everything else. So, yeah, just make sure that you know at that, at some point you establish the fact that you know they're responsible for their own entertainment. Uh, no, that's a good. Uh, so, my little guy, uh, he 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 had a, he he learned this week that you know what he lives in the age of social media and he has a sarcastic dad. So be careful what you text him because he's going to use that to get a uh, cheap laugh online. Uh, my uh, little guy. The little guy, uh, so so the the spring initiative, uh, the spring electives have started. So he's doing uh, guitar at school okay. and, and, and the school rock band. Um, he did yeah. that. He, it was great. Like in the, in the winter festival, he played drums on a couple songs and then guitar on a couple songs. And it, it, it's great to see him go back and forth and like you know when his brother played keyboards. It was I, I was really happy. It was you know. Um, they're, they're involved in activities that aren't going to get them concussed like I was at the age. So that, right, right, I'm right. all for it. Well, hopefully anyway. So this know. year. You never know what drummer. You don't, but, you, know. you don't, you don't. Uh, but yeah. You don't. But but he's a, he's a he's a big guy, you know, who's proficient in MMA. He'll be fine. Um, but, the, but so this year he, he didn't want to do it, but we're like, look, you have to have two. Like 
Each of these things here, you know, it's funny because, you know, he says, I'm old enough where I want to make more choices. I'm like, you are. Here's the 12 things you can choose from. I'm telling you, you're doing two. You're doing two. One that's Monday, Wednesday, one that's Tuesday, Thursday. Um, They're they're free. They're great. They're enrichments. You're going to do them. But you can pick which ones you do. So he picks debate. And the first, he goes last week was the first Is he going to be a master debater? You know what? Runs in the family, man. Runs in the family. So he he actually gets in the car the first day. He goes, this was actually fun. Uh, he said it was really hard because he had to debate yeah. pro-gun. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's right, like, right, right. That's the whole idea, right? That's yeah. the whole idea. It's like, you don't, like, you turk it. Okay, we're going to debate this, and you're for and you're against. And, and you might be opposite of the person. So he liked that. So he goes this past week, and he texts me. He's like, can you come pick me up? I'm like, no. He goes, there's only two people here, and I'm one of them. Now, see, <laughs> what, what, what his asshole dad texted him back was, well, then you better win, pause, or at least come in second. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you laughed, and I laughed, and, I, and I'm like, you know what? I'm taking a screen grab and posting this. So you got to be – my parenting advice to my, myself is like, I never really miss the opportunity to use your children's suffering to get a cheap laugh online from some strangers you're never going to meet. 100%. 100%. Well, Biff, uh, I'm done. So I'll let you wrap it up. Bring it home. Oh, uh, you know what? Hey, another week, another shooting, eh? So everybody, hey, let's just all try to stay safe. Let's just all try to not be in the line of, you know, some unwanted bullet. Um, you know, we've, we've all been through enough with all this pandemic stuff. We've been avoiding the tiny little, you know, bug that we cannot see with our naked eye. Maybe we could have tried to do our best to avoid the things that we could kind of see coming, like people trying to you know kill you with a with a gun. So yeah, nothing, nothing really. Just just wishing everybody the safest, safest 2023. And oh, and don't forget, 